everybody, and welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It, a film podcast to get lost with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts, but we're not going to be critics, we're not going to be throwing numbers at you. At the end of the conversation, we're just two friends asking, so did you like it? I am Sir Square, and joined as always with my co-host. I'm Kaz, and I've been lost since the day I was born. And as I call, you know, I don't know, the media to help you, I guess, with your depressing dramatic ass... Uh, we watched Mobile Suit Gundam Wing Endless Waltz, or also known, I believe, as like Mobile Suit Project Gundam Wing Waltz in Japan, something like that. Yeah, right. yeah. New Mobile Report Gundam Wing Endless Waltz. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I. You know, I appreciate them shorting it down, <laughs> shortening hey, it for the American. Hey, that's what we need sometimes. Directed by I don't even yeah. uh, Yasunayo Aoki. This is the ending to gundam wing this is the ending originally released in japan as three ovas it was later created into a special edition movie version for other audiences uh and this is just us continuing summer of animation really and i i'm gonna kick this over to you kaz you picked this one yeah um the idea was uh just like with the iron giant i'm like i haven't seen it since i was a boy uh, I remember liking uh, Gundam Wing a lot. Like it was my first Gundam uh, that I ever saw, cartoon, uh, and so I remember having a lot of nostalgia and fondness for it. And then the movie came out, and I might be retconning my own memories, but I'm like, the Gundams were badass and way cool. And I'm like, hell yeah, the Gundams are cool. But I think I just remember just thinking back, having more enjoyment with the show. The movie was still cool, and you know, as a kid, you're like popping off, like. Ah! look it's this character again you know but like um i just wanted to see how well it would hold up i was like maybe as an adult i'll get more of the themes do you know what you don't need to be adult to get the themes <laughs> it's all angst and war bad yeah, like that's that's the thing though like with every gundam iteration like that's gonna be its main theme except there's only one Gundam series that isn't about war itself, and that is Gundam Build Fighters. And it's, like, legitimately just a love letter to model builders, and that's it. It's just real steel. It's basically real steel, yeah. Um, with with any Gundam show, you're always going to get that just, like, ah, you shouldn't kill people, that's bad. Or just, like, I'm going to kill people so other people don't have to kill people so we can stop killing people. <laughs> And once I've killed all the people, I guess I'll die. <laughs> oh shit, I just became a quasi-immortal. Never mind, I can never die. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I think, a lot of what we get here. We get uh, that archetype from almost every angle. It's energy already. I think I was watching, I was, as we were watching the movie, I was like, Oh, okay, so our cast of characters is basically just oops all assholes, and I guess Duo's there. <laughs> hey, Quatra is not an asshole. He's just naive as hell. Oh, he's just annoying. So I, as a kid, I found him annoying. As an adult, I'm like, okay, let's give him another. Nope! <laughs> <laughs> Can't fucking stand this nerd. Oh, man. Because it's funny, even the characters are just like, man, see... If you don't watch out, Catcher's going to start blaming himself because we can't breathe in outer space because it's his fault. There's no oxygen. And he's just there. They cut to him and he's like, I just, I can't believe I fucked us all up. I can't believe I failed us. I have to make things right. I'm like, uh. <laughs> Honestly, like, you know what the biggest shock to me about this movie was? Because I don't think I actually ever saw Endless Waltz. 
I have seen Wing, and it's been a while, and I don't really remember a lot from it. But I do remember them talking about, like, you know, Project Meteor or Operation Meteor and, like, how, like, the five Gundams came down and that started, like, the the conflicts within the show and, like, the rise of Oz and all of that. What did you think about how Operation Meteor was really supposed to go down? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't remember that from the show. Apparently, I just wrote that completely out of my brain or erased it. Uh, and as I was seeing it here, I don't know, like... Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention, but the whole thing just kind of felt sloppy and pulled in every direction. The main master plan by the evil guy in this movie, and he was the evil guy from the beginning of the show, whose original idea for Operation Media was just evil. I'm going to use that word a lot, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, Was he was going, him and a few other colony leaders were going to destabilize the orbit of certain colonies, thus causing them to plummet down to Earth creating massive political, economical, and agricultural problems, then the five Gundams were just going to massacre everyone, leaving the world totally uninhabitable. And when the world was uninhabitable, the rest of the people that were alive on Earth, like the, the surviving humans, would be forced to go up into the colonies and live under the colonial government rule, which was going to be headed by Deckham Barton, the guy that created this plan and was the evil mastermind. And it's like, what? <laughs> that is the most scorched earth policy and idea. That, that is, is legitimately what mustache. it was. <laughs> that is mustache twirling levels of evil capitalism. And he had a great mustache to twirl. And he was wearing pink feathers in his cap. And it was super in your face. And it was like, wow, you would be that guy that thinks like, I want to rule everybody, but, like, I don't want to do it in the way of earning loyalty and trust. I want to do it through fear and oppression, so let's just destroy the Earth. Yeah, and then they have to come and support the Burton Foundation or Barton Foundation. And they have to tell me that I'm the best and I'm the greatest and I'm always right and no one else ever is. And if they disagree, I'm just gonna shoot them with a Gundam. With a Gundam. I'm going to shoot a Gundam at him. I will legitimately fire a cannon that is loaded with a Gundam at that person. (laughs) Do you hear me? I'm so powerful, Gundams are bullets to me. Yeah, that didn't work out because guess what? We got some young upstarts and kids with a bunch of emotional issues who also feel conflicted about the whole, I don't know, genocide thing. Yeah, not (laughs) only do we have that, we have a bunch of scientists who also apparently... Have a sense of morality and realizes maybe killing billions of innocent people wasn't the way to go about this plan. Like I can understand you know being how- angry that the your you know political leader Hiro Yui was assassinated, but then retaliating with the destruction of an entire planet doesn't feel like you're gonna be in the right afterwards yeah it just you could just imagine how many movies tv shows video games would all have such shorter outcomes if you had any scientist with any morality do you know how many resident evil scientists have never stopped to think wait that would kill people (laughs) and if they just had that one second of a thought it'd be like oh Oh, maybe we don't create the apocalypse virus. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with apocalypse viruses, right? I, right? I mean, at least you don't scorch <laughs> the literal earth. Yeah, I mean, this was the reaction of like a toddler who had spent all this time 
like with friends building some like playing like like link a log set you know and then one kid was just like but i actually want to do this and just knocks one thing over and the main kid who thinks they're most important is just like well then fuck you i'm knocking this whole damn thing over it just i was a simple i just i don't know how to respond to this like it's just so i know people like this are real actually and it's scary how people Mm. like this are real that they actually have reactions like this and think that this is an okay thing to do because they think they're the most important person in the world but it's just so childish it's just so hard to watch you know billionaires man what's up right so like what is up with that like just for a second could you not like talk and just actually think with, like, a sense of morality and a conscience. It's like maybe we shouldn't give uh, the richest people the um, free reign in space. <laughs> maybe it's like we also shouldn't let people get to the point where they're that obscenely rich. That yeah. all sense of, like, reality is, like leaves their mind. <laughs> like, at this point, is Deckham Barton even actually conscious of what goes on in the world and what goes on in like reality itself no i don't even think he's conscious about like clearly he's not even conscious about the people who fucking work for him you don't go and just make sure like hey hey we're on board with the whole like blowing up the earth thing right we're cool with that we're all good i love the absolute um I don't know if you'd call it narcissism or overconfidence. I guess those are somewhat close to each other. There's definitely an overlap. When we get um, Zex, who gets like the fucking tall geese too, which how is he mm, still the alive? Robot I thought he was dead. Great. Yeah, I thought they killed him at the end of the show, but I don't remember. It's been a while. Well, like, I, <laughs> Either way, I, I have to look this up. Look, Zex is here. His woman is down for some Zex. We see him in Talgies too. We're down for some Zex. I am, we all want Zex. I do want Zex. I want Zex so and, bad. And the cool ass moment when he fucking has the gun and he's just like, hey, yeah, about to blow up the fucking guy. He's like, wait, if you do it, uh, everything's going to go fucking wrong and down and shit. And then he's like, hmm, yep. well, shit. All right. And he just kind of stands there and waits until someone else is like, hey, yeah, I disabled his plan. He's like, cool, blowing it up. <laughs> it didn't take long at all for them to find the office. It's switch. just, okay, look. Here, I'm going to read to you a little bit of, like, Zek's history for the end of uh, Gundam Wing. He engaged in a final duel with Hero that took them through Libra, and Hero emerged victorious by slicing off uh, the Epion's left arm. Rather than kill him, Hero Mm. decided to spare Zek's life for Relena's sake and destroy the last block of Libra that was still falling. With with his Gundam out of ammunition, Hero attempted to self-detonate the Wing Zero in the main generator room to destroy the block until Zex intervened and said the people would need someone with a strong heart and that Hero was too pure to perish. Zex then destroyed the generator himself, declaring that he will live the life of a warrior and promised Hero they would meet again before a blast enveloped the Epion. In the aftermath, Zex was presumed dead by everyone except Noin. So his woman still believed him. But here's the thing. You're in a generator room in a very high-powered a Gundam, which doesn't the Epion have a system in which it learns as it fights? Yeah. So It's a self-learning AI. You've already got that going. And to even power something like that 
in the way it has to, I'm imagining this Gundam has a pretty decent power source. It then self-destructs in the generator room, and yet he still lives. Do explosions yeah, he, he do Hiro, nothing to people? He told Hiro, I, uh, we'll meet again. What do you want? Like, he, oh, he told because him, he like, says, we're going to meet again. I'm just like, yeah, you know what, God? Sorry. Yeah. I told this kid I have to go back and fight him again. I'm sorry. Was there a body shown at the end? <laughs> I hate that rule. I hate it so much. I hate that rule hate so it. much. Show me a body. I hate it that too. is the worst writing I've ever heard. I hate heard. it too because it's predictable. You know when you're like, oh, we didn't see a body. Okay, they're still there. They're still alive. No. That's why I no. hate it. No, just no. No, I, I reject this. I reject this reality, so I'm going to substitute it with my own. Everyone died at the end of the series. All right, so basically <laughs> the guy that came back, because we never see his face, I don't think. You do in the Maybe show. we do. Yeah, I don't you remember. You do get to see his face in the show. Okay, you do get a show. So here's what it is. This isn't actually Zex. He's taking up the moniker of Zex, but it's actually his twin brother, Tex. Yeah. He's... Cowboy Marquee. <laughs> he's that space cowboy. And he just comes in. He's like, hey, y'all, I'm Zex. <laughs> Some people call me the cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Only one lady calls him the gangster of love. Am I right? What up, so, <laughs> I I like Zex's character, though, actually. I do enjoy him. Yeah, it's like if Vicious wasn't a dickhead. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or maybe it's the white hair and the deep voice that make me think that. Because, like, ever since the original Gundam series with, like, uh, with the character Char who had, like, the face mask, you know? Um, yeah. That that character always appears in some way or another. A character that wears a half-mask face, you know? So Zex mm. was... Strong. Strong. Zex was that character. And <laughs> it was great having that character come out and then turn out to be, like... Man, this dude is like deep cover agent and has been for a while and then like turns traitor in a way that no one even expects and then like goes and runs his own thing for a while, like completely fucking up everyone's plans yet still getting shit done. Yeah. Well, I remember all of the the bad guys, well, not all the bad guys, I guess the two main bad guys for uh, uh, Wing, uh, fuck it, Gundam Wing, um, being like having incredibly badass moments because even though Trace was... Uh, a piece of shit and kind of really fought this war that was not good for anyone. Um, he has that really, really badass moment because, yeah, you have, like, a character who's the Wolfe guy. I think that's his name. Um, uh, who, like, has a personal vendetta because of the amount of d- killing and destruction he's done. And he's like, you heartless bastard. You know how many soldiers have died for you? You'll bet you don't even know their names. And then this motherfucker starts listing off names. And he's like, I remember every single person who has ever fought under me and for me. And they will, I will carry with them always. And that's the reason why I continue to fight, so that their sacrifice is in vain. Some shit like that. Some kind of big old speech like that. And it's like a... Oh fuck! <laughs> it was, and I th- that that's a trauma that carries into for Wolfe into this movie. Yeah, well, there's another thing too. Um, there's something about Wolfe too, like his history. What was it? I'm trying to figure out because, like, he wasn't originally the he wasn't the original Gundam pilot chosen. I think a lot of them. Oh were. yeah, at the age of 14, as per clan custom, he married Master Long's and Elder Clan member's granddaughter. Mayran, who was also an heir. Wu Fei and his wife did not get along as Mayran did not feel Wu Fei was fit to carry on the clan's name due to his preference for book study over fighting. 
Wu Fei, on the other hand, did not agree with Mayron's idea of justice, thinking that there's no universal justice. Uh, she ends up dying. So wait, hold on. She didn't think there was any universal justice, or he didn't think there was any universal justice? He doesn't think there is any universal justice. There, there isn't. isn't. <laughs> so there isn't. He's he's right. I think. But like the episode zero that really looks at like what happened before the show started, you find out that like yeah, he steals the Gundam to try and like get revenge over her death because she dies trying to save him, and that hmm. like causes this like insane kind of like mental trauma in his head, which of course it would, which I think really connects well yeah. to uh his story with like Trey's Kushranada. I think like, yeah. that was my problem with like this. Cause like you have to watch episode zero to get this information. Yeah. And yeah. so the, I was, it, it I, makes his character kind of hard to understand with like, if you haven't seen this, cause then you're just like, so was he just brainwashed from PTSD, which I guess is also a story, but like, it's hard to connect with sometimes with this movie. After we finished it, I was telling Jake, Dan, I was like, so the movie is very not a standalone movie. No. <laughs> like every ca- no character gets all that much character development. You get a little bit here and there, like maybe from Hiro, maybe from Troa. That's about it. Everyone else gets like, listen, we got only got so much time. This is an animated feature. We gotta like you know hustle it. So no one really gets all that strong a development. So me going in with the little bit of information that I remember, I'm like, oh yeah, no, this is badass. I would be completely lost <laughs> if I didn't no, know. This. I mean, like I remembered some things but i was still kind of confused during this movie like i had to look up this information just so i would feel like i would be able to talk to you about this movie because there were things that were like going over my head and this is one thing that like obviously went over my head because i didn't even know there was an episode zero yeah i don't know i'm i might have known it one time it's it's all gone now Yeah, so he, he comes in with that trauma, and he actually feels, because if you don't know all that coming into it, he actually feels the least developed. Like, there's so many times where he's just kind of like, oh, wait, weren't you a good guy? Oh, you're working for the bad guys now. And then there's a lot of him just kind of floating around, not really doing much. <laughs> Except this Gundam's cool. It's got a big dragon arm. Two big dragon arms. Okay, even more crazy situation that I'm learning here as I'm reading more about this episode zero. <laughs> so, like, what All happened right. was, like, the Earth's... The, the one in which we read yeah, the wiki. this is basically what this is at this point. Like, because I... This is stuff that wasn't even... Like, there was no flashback to this either. No way to connect this character to this big moment. No, our flashbacks are very few and exactly. far between. Exactly. Like, I understand that this was supposed to the, end the series and it came out right after the series, but, like, it's okay to use flashbacks in a way to really, like connect your story to just like give you those emotional moments like i think it's a i think it's a philosophy thing it's a matter of like uh it's a matter of do we want it to be companion piece or do we want it to be standalone i guess so and this you're right this definitely is just a companion piece this is a companion because i mean the guy has his colony attacked by not just like the Earth Sphere Alliance, but also Oz at the same time. And after stealing an incomplete Gundam, like running out of energy after killing like a bunch of soldiers in Leo's, this Leo tries to like self destruct <laughs> and kill him, but somehow his wife runs mm-hmm. into the Leo and then die. Then she gets yeah. exploded, and she dies from the explosion. All right, so at least some people die from explosions. <laughs> some people have the decency to die me. from giant explosions. 
What you're telling me is explosions are a plot device. They really only. are. And unfortunately, his <laughs> wife did not have plot armor. She didn't have plot armor. <laughs> I feel so bad. But like I, our bad, our our main bad guy in the movie had plot armor in that he had a little little spaceship to get away this is in. One of those things where uh, like this movie cannot stand on its own as like a film. You'd be like, hey, you want to watch this Gundam film with me? Like. You'd have to be like, hey, you want to... Oh, I've never seen a Gundam. (laughs) You'd have to be like, all right, let's start with Gundam Wing. We'll go through all of it, and then we'll watch this movie. It's it's what it is. Could you imagine? Yeah, like, it's like, oh, I've never seen a Gundam. Let's start... No, don't worry. I'm going to start you off with, like, the greatest movie. We start with Gundam Wing, and then it's like, I get it. (laughs) Man, those kids need therapy, (laughs) though. (laughs) Do kids really talk like that? (laughs) All these kids, these quote-unquote kids, their voices are so it's deep. Like, uh, guess I gotta be the god of death again. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're 15, my guy. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I just... There is that little bit of disconnect. I'm ready to go, Wing Zero. I've lived a full what? life. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, my guy... I think your balls just dropped like yesterday. That's why your voice is so deep. What do you mean you've had a full life? Do you even know, like, your own real name? You got something for me? No? All right, fine. That's cool. Whatever. No, I'm I'm, I'm no-name the clown. Leave me alone. Which, by the way, I was totally wrong. I, for, I, I didn't even remember this plot point at all. That girl in the circus with Troa Barton... That's his sister. Mm-hmm. They were oh, separated okay. at birth, and then by the end of the show, she's able to convince him and like prove that they're brother and sister. Oh, so he does have he an does identity. He does have an identity. That we don't explore at all his in the movie. Is, his original name is Triton. <laughs> Didn't nope. say that in the movie. <laughs> his name Didn't is happen. no name in the movie. Either <laughs> no name or that guy known as Troa Barton. Which, I'm not going to lie, it was a pretty metal situation where it was just like, he got... Like, I love that, like, that was the story. He got his way onto, like, a group of engineers working on the mobile suit for heavy arms, like, and, like, he was just there working. Like, that, and he didn't really, mm-hmm. it's, I don't even know if he was really even connected with the idea. He was just, like, there to have a job. And so he started connecting with the pilot yeah. known as Troa Barton and, like, found out about, uh, what's her name? Uh, Maramia. Like, finds out about her, doesn't really think anything of it, because at this point, like, he doesn't even know who the Kush... He doesn't really know too much about the Kushranadas, I feel like. Probably knows about trays, but not about, like, everything going on. Yeah, he might be a pretty substantial figure yeah, he's in, the, in the world. Okay, you know what? I was wrong, and I'm sorry. Uh, but- That's fine. But then you hear the last name, and you hear, like, Marimea, uh, and you're like, huh, uh, wait a second. But, like, so the pilot... That when the scientist is just like, I don't want to do this anymore because I don't want to kill billions of people because that sounds like a terrible idea. The pilot's basically like, fuck you. No, we have to do this. Like, this is what we're going to do. And no matter what you tell me, I'm going to go kill billions of people. And that's when uh, No Name this, just pulls out a gun and shoots him. Scientist. Just like, all right. No, 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 no. The scientist shoots him in the back. Does, she, does he really? Yeah, because that's why I was like, this is the most spine a fucking background scientist for a fucking show or any media has ever had. Normally, they pull out the gun. They're like, don't make me do this. And they, either they get shot or some accident happens. But no, this guy just shoots him in the back. No words, nothing. He's just like, 
I couldn't go through with it. And that's when that's when Troa comes out or No Name comes out, and they're ready to shoot him too. And it's like, I mean, you could, but it, I also think his whole uh, it plan wasn't was the stupid. scientist that <laughs> designed <laughs> the mobile suit. Oh yeah, it was one of no, the, but that's one of the what I messed up. I thought that was Troa because I was just like, I don't remember right. seeing that scientist yeah. with. A gut, because let's be real, that scientist is a very distinctive feature with his nose, you know? Yeah, it looks like he's it wearing It looks like he's wearing Mark's nose. <laughs> it does look like that. <laughs> yeah, without the glasses. <laughs> and it's like, it's 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 just his little breathing apparatus. The craziest, the craziest part <laughs> is he portable. then looks to the scientist just like, I can be Troa Barton then. And it's just like, and they're like, yeah, all right, this guy seems cool enough. Yeah, I don't know how anyone goes along with this fucking plan. I've never met this child. He clearly has been working with the real Troa Barton, and he's like, no, 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 it's cool. This guy, that that guy sucked. I'll be Troa Barton. <laughs> One, that plan isn't going to go far. How far are you going to go? And people are like, that's not fucking Troa. And two, how do you trust this man? Shoot him. Shoot this child. He just watched you murder someone. Get rid of the evidence. Yeah, listen, in for a penny, in for a pound. Make sure the earth is safe. Wow, this is... This, I, this episode has very unique energy. All right. Speaking of child murder, so... Whoa. We got a hero just hanging out in the forest, you know, just doing a little stroll, tra-la-la-la, yes, everything's exactly. fun. Setting some uh, ex- explosive... Yeah, he's even laughing to himself. He's doing a fucking Titus, ah ha ha ha, just in the field. Who cares? Uh, all the while putting like explosives, like just you know, at a at a base. Uh, meets this uh, little girl with like a dog, and yeah, he has like this weird conversation you don't have with a child. Well, then again, he's also a kid too, so whatever. And he's like, "Oh, you seem lost." He's like, "I've been lost since the day I was born." <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah, that's totally relatable. I'm sure she'll she'll know what to say to that one you fucking weirdo uh, but ultimately i guess uh an encounter that you know he's like hey look there's people te- it's this place is teeming with life i'm doing this terrorist act because it's good it's rebellion and it's stopping the bad people or actually no was he working for them or i don't know <laughs> I at don't that time no at that time i need to look up here are you yeah real quick? i think i think he was sabotaging uh like an army well, don't base. Don't worry. Back uh, to the wiki. <laughs> so, while you're looking up the wiki, uh, our man blows up the charges, and it's like, ah, walking away, dusting his hands, like, ah, what a job well done. I sure did kill those people who deserved it, so it's good. It's fine. Uh, and meanwhile, you see buildings collapse and fire. It runs into the building where he was talking with that girl, and I guess he knows that's where she lives? I don't, oh, okay, it was a Gundam that fell over. Leo, sorry. They're all Gundams. Listen, it's like Draculas. Every every, every mobile suit is a Dracula. So anyways, it falls over on the building, and so he freaks out, goes to go like find the girl. We don't show a dead child, because that would be crude and awful. We show a dead puppy, <laughs> because I guess that's palatable. It's very dark. Okay, yeah. Oh. And I guess, I guess from there he decided... Uh, that he wanted no one else to die ever again. Yeah, because that's that's what happened. Because he was working for he was working for the scientist already at that point, and like working with like the organization that was putting together Operation Meteor, and like that's that was okay. what happened. He uh he was assigned to destroy an alliance base, and that's what 
Okay, that's, I have it flipped. That's what happened. All right, so there you go. In his mind, he was killing people that deserved it until, which were people who were part of the resistance uh, or whatever, have you? Alliance, I guess. Uh, and then uh, I guess the alliance isn't. Yeah, resistance, and Deck and Barton was so pissed. That billionaire was just like, "Are you kidding me? This guy has human feelings? No, retrain him. <laughs> How this dare you? Child? He should have no humane feelings of kindness and should only be a weapon. Screw you, Doctor J. Listen, it." It's all fun and games, you you know, murdering for the evil corporation until you kill a puppy. Until you, look. That's when it's too far. That's when it really is too far. <laughs> like, how freaking dare you? This movie's so bizarre. There is so much, like, wrong in this world, and to take a puppy out of it, that one source of happiness, screw you. <laughs> how dare you? I... So on watching this, uh, all right, so a little bit of background. So as, like, uh, kids in, like, I want to say it was even before middle school, like primary school, uh, you know, we were watching this as it was coming out on Toonami. And so, you know, naturally a bunch of little kids who's never seen fucking robots fighting in animation like this were, like, enamored with it, me and a couple of, like, other uh, buddies, I guess, uh, that I hung out with. And so we all just kind of picked, like, our favorite, and we were like, yeah, this one's mine, this one's me. Um, I picked Hiro because you know you're you're an edgy kid who thinks they're cooler than they are, and also I really like Wing Zero just as a design standpoint. I love that it transforms into a fucking spaceship, like a little jet spaceship. Uh, and I like Wing the, uh, does the, the laser ship. sword. Does Wing Zero hmm? turn into a ship or only Wing? I believe so. Wait, here's the thing. I I do want a little bit of clarification that maybe you can give to me. What's the so is Wing? Wing Zero is the original name of the Gundam, right? I think so. So it, does the Gundam get a new name once it gets the Angel Wings? Because it definitely cannot transform into a ship anymore after that. I think uh, the, the, they just called them, like, whatever it was, Custom. So it's like Wing Zero Custom or something like that. Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah, I'm seeing it now. It's uh, It was um, known as uh, Wing Gundam or Zero One. There you go. That's what it... Oh, um, thank you. I was, it's really actually been bothering me. Because <laughs> I'm just and, like, who's uh, this Angel Gundam now? I actually... The Angel Wings are, are you know, very dramatic and cool as shit. They're very impractical and stupid for outer space. They don't make any fucking sense. But they look cool as shit. Um, but I do love the original one, which is why I bought, like, one of those Gunpla things for me to make the little model because i have such a such a like you know old nostalgic connection to it um so yeah it was always my favorite um and watching this and so yeah once again just because i picked that one as my favorite i you know really kind of uh, as a kid like connected to hero not a great role model not an incredible person very kind of <laughs> no, toast bland that is guy. exactly the person you need to be in your life yeah, all right it explains it explains a lot of my deficiencies but <laughs> on rewatching this Duo rocks. He's the only guy there that has any personality and is fun to watch. Duo is the person that's just like, you know what? You and Quattro are the only ones that are going to like go back into society normal people. The yeah. rest of them, <laughs> they- it's going to take years of therapy, maybe like some assisted living for a little bit just to kind of like stabilize themselves. But Quattro and Duo, they're totally fine. Yeah. And, uh,. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not terribly down with this. I, it's a, once again, it's a cool outline. It's a cool design. It's 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 more flashy. The bat wings anything. throw me off sometimes. I'm just like, okay, all right. 
What do you need the that bat and, wings for? That and fighting with a beam scythe just seems hey, kind of dumb. No, that's cool as shit. <laughs> okay. What's crazy I is you don't like actually Ford. see what like Duo's doing in his life afterwards. Like, so you see that like Hero's trying Didn't to readjust he? to society. You see that mm-hmm. uh, Troa is back in the circus. Quatra is either running or working in a construction company. And Wu Fei is out, like, re, uh, realigning himself mentally and, like, finding peace in the world out in the mountains. You know, classic yeah. martial arts storyline. And then Duo, you're just like, that dude's just having lunch. Just chilling. Just like, all right. <laughs> like, just back at it, you know? This is a great sandwich. Ironically enough, he's the only one who couldn't cope. He couldn't be re- <laughs> putting back in the real <laughs> Duo Maxwell was never heard from again. he just lives on his own little colony like space colony that's just like a rock with like a little cabin on it just like this is my home this is where i live now (laughs) whole world gone and went without me i just never could grow up in time (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah relena does something in this movie yeah i don't remember but I mean, I remember her character, and then like seeing like her, her her like boss boss bitch like you know like suits. I'm like, she got good fucking fashion. Yeah, <laughs> but like I don't remember much about her in the original one. I know she was trying to like fight for like you know peace and all that. Um, and I, there's like a scene in the like early episodes where Hiro slaps her and. And then she's in love with him, so yeah. <laughs> that I don't know. I do be like uh, that but sometimes. But in this one, know. in this one, she's a pretty good grounded character to have. Look, Hiro Yui was raised by a few different people in his life. All right, he was raised by his father Odin Lowe. He was raised by his mother, <laughs> Ioe Clark, and raised by his stepfather Sace Clark. But he was also raised by a fourth person in their ideology. And that was Sean Connery. No, oh, oh, that's where this is going. <laughs> Damn. Am I wrong? That's basically what he did. It's just Damn. like, I don't like how you're acting. Damn. I'm going to have to Jeez. give you a smack. Jeez. Uh, you know, I was thinking in my head, as you said, he was raised by a, a couple people. In my head, I was joking. Like, yeah, his mom and his dad. And then you said his father. And I start like laughing to myself. And you're like, and his mother. I'm like, why? What is it? Where is this dumb joke going? <laughs> I mean, that's ba- like, and didn't he slap her over something like so trivial too? Like, I remember, like, when Hero I think arrives... It was, like, a difference of ideology. Something like... Well, I don't even know, because, like, the first time he even shows up at the school, she tries to kind of help him out, it seems like, by inviting her to... Inviting him to her party that, like, all of the mm-hmm. students are talking about. And the dude in front of, like, this this girl and the entire, like, body of students around her that, like, fawn her, to her or something like that... He just tears up the invitation and throws it in the wind. Barely doesn't even say a word to her. It's just like... Yeah, doesn't he, like, do finger guns and say... Or, like, a finger gun at her and say, like, I'll destroy you? Yep, something like that. That's romance right there. (laughs) I've got nothing. (laughs) Yeah, this is romance. That's how I met my first wife. I don't know about you. Look, is this... 
Is this a better love story than Boss Lerman's Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, because I don't think either of those kids were in love. I don't know if these are either, but, like, damn. No, I don't think they actually are. It seems by the end of it that, like, they're really just good friends that, like, will do anything for each other. But, like, <laughs> by the time this movie's over and everything, you can tell that, like, Relena and Hero have no interaction with each other. Like, they would be so, I think, incompatible with each other. Oh, well, yeah, now he's a political figure. Or she's a political figure she's- now. Yeah, she's a grounded diplomat of peace and unification. And he's some traumatized asshole. <laughs> I was going to say, like, he's a traumatized, like, war victim. But yeah, he's an asshole, I guess. He's an asshole. You can be both. It's 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 fine. Yeah, totally fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, We should talk a little bit about Ma- Mari Maya. I mean, should we? She is a pretty uh, central plot point to the movie. It's kind of one of those like weird reveals that, I don't know, maybe you would feel trite nowadays. We're like, all right, I guess we're just rolling with this. Where, yeah, yeah, it's like, all right, you know, we're, they're starting a war again. Wait, what the fuck? We barely even had like a year of peace. What are you talking about? Um, and then, uh, yeah, um in a weird, very, very weirdly done scene, um, Relina gets drugged? Yes. And rather, you know, so they can kidnap her and take her to Marimea, but, like, it's so weird. She's talking about, you know, peace negotiations and shit, takes a sip of her tea, and, like, every guy there at the negotiations put on their best creeper face. <laughs> and they're like, he, 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 he. And you're like, oh, where the fuck is this? Oh, yeah, they're just kidnapping her to take her to Marimea. But it was so weird. It was a strange situation. And, like, the smiles they had, those creepy old man smiles looking at, like, a defenseless person was not okay. I was not prepared for that. Once soldiers started rushing in, I was like, okay. Okay, we're fine. We're fine. (laughs) Oh, good. Soldiers are here. She's safe. She's she's only getting kidnapped. At least we can still kind of work through that plot, I guess. I got really nervous because I was just like, look, we've watched Perfect Blue, all right? We know how, like, intense it can get. I couldn't breathe a sigh of relief until they said she's not to be harmed in any way. I'm like, okay, thank fucking Christ. (laughs) And then, yeah, they go to Maramea, and I, her characters, I don't know. Like, I really don't know because, like, is she, is she really Trey's daughter? Like, they didn't even really talk about that too much and then it's revealed that she's only just a puppet too to her uncle or grandfather or something i can't remember like was he related yeah oh and then another thing was she's just someone who is she's been raised as a puppet she's super like dogmatic uh into her ideology and believing that she's following in her father's footsteps. And then after just a couple hours with Relena, completely crumbles to Relena's ideology. And then almost dies sacrificing herself to save Relena. Mm, I think you might be oversimplifying that a little bit. I mean, one, yeah, I don't think she does have a specific ideology of her own. I think she is just being kind of controlled and being indoctrinated to like, hey, look, no, this is what, he, what, this is what your father was all about. You know, this, we're, this is just completing his will. You're the next successor. You're going to be leading this war. You're going to be in charge. And, you know, I, I think as a kid, you know, you eat that shit up. And so 
Yeah, she's this like bratty little child who's only been told that she was going to be the success of like the war effort from her side. Uh, and so, yeah, it's like, you know, you put a child in charge and so she's kind of being an asshole. Uh, and yeah, then very quickly they dispel that. And you're like, yeah, hey, look, that's the guy in charge. She's just kind of an ass. <laughs> um, who, who, who's basically the figurehead while the people who actually have the power uh, are pulling the strings. And it wasn't that like she crumpled before Relina's um, ideology, though. I think that finally did get through to her. It was when she was finally faced with the possibility of, oh, this is war. I could get killed from this when fucking Hiro, like a fucking, like, drunk dad is just knocking at their fucking door, <laughs> their fucking thing, shoot, shooting the gun, his fucking arms blowing off and shit. And he's like, open up. Let me <laughs> They're just like, that's fine. He can't get through there. Hey, boss, I think he's getting through there if he's got one more shot. He's like, I got one more shot. <laughs> so he fucking shoots the door, which once again, they said, this would kill everyone in. You're going to kill Relina. But because explosions are just plot devices, uh, no one's hurt. No one, no one we know is hurt. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I need a moment. <laughs> Hero, you ain't fine. A drunk I'm, dad energy. I'm still going. I'm still going in. Uh, and so, yeah, once that's finally destroyed, she realized I could die from this fucking uh, war that they're having me be the figurehead of. I think that's when she becomes a little bit more receptive to Relina's uh, way of thinking. And also, she fucking like. Hits her. <laughs> I was just like, about to be like, no, you're wrong, because she employs the Hero Yue method and slaps yeah, her. Yeah, I was going to say, like, this was like that fucking scene from Airplane where everyone's lining up to hit that one hysterical lady. Like, <laughs> someone's like going to like, oh, this is long overdue. Relina's like, nope, this was mine, motherfucker. Wham! <laughs> like, Lady Une's just like, I have to do this for Trace. And then Relina's just like, bitch, step aside. No, I, listen, I earned this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Were you slapped at the beginning of the show? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a very very weird moment where like we have character well two characters at least just like coming up with the intent of like i'm going to smack this child uh, well i mean she does survive in the end and she, she goes does, to her yeah, father's oh yeah afterwards who shoots her uh deckham her grandfather or uncle the guy really oh, okay. in charge she shoots him yeah. uh or well, she's he's trying to kill Relena, and then she jumps in the way of the bullet and takes the bullet for Relena. When the officers yeah. respond, he just says, "We can create another one." Basically, uh, and yeah. that's when the army officer kills him for betraying Trace. Yeah, once again, we got some we got some like faceless uh, subordinates with some backbone. You love to see yeah, it. Yeah, do love to see it. Also, it brings <laughs> me to an interesting like. This movie, like, is it also like I'm? I'm sorry. How am I supposed to feel about Trey's Cruz Renata? Uh, I so I'd have to really think back on the show to remember how that set it up. Or you're asking how the movie makes it seem like we're supposed to think of him? Yeah, because at this point, like people talk, like even the army people are just like, yeah, he caused problems. It's just like he fought for the people. It's just like. Am I supposed to, like, feel bad that he's dead in a way, too? I don't think so. I think it's one of those, like, 
people entrenched with war don't seem to have know any other way and so i think that's the kind of like outlook you're supposed to have on him and that he had nothing if there was not war which is tragic in a way and in that way they might want you to make feel bad for him but like you, you gotta hang it up man <laughs> go home you have a daughter apparently so wait, are you trying to tell me that Trace Kushinada like names like over a hundred thousand people to Wu Fei during their fight? Mm, I don't think he gets through the whole thing before they start shouting. You know, Wu Fei starts shouting at him. I love how it's even said like uh, when he dies is like him becoming the one hundred thousandth and tenth casualty since the war began. Like, damn, that's such a God. precise number. <laughs> what a fucking jerk off speech. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, his epitaph on his gravestone reads, A cornerstone for peace. He died as he believed. He died as he lived, draped in the arms of another man. That's love. That's love. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't remember too much. What was the point of Hiro doing his um, completely 100% just symbolic um, assassination of Marimea? Like he was going to just kill everybody in there? Because I was like, okay, he, he was doing it, and was, at first I'm like, oh, shit, he's going he's gonna to put her out of her misery. That's fucked up, but I guess, um, you know, if she's dying already and hurt, like, sure, but then it's his gun is empty, and he says, I did it. I killed her. <laughs> I killed Marimea Marquise or whatever. Oh, it was. I'm oh, sorry, Kushina Kamari may situation where, like, because remember, Lady Une is, I We're believe, not. part of the Preventers. So she's mm-hmm. got some pretty high political power now at this point. So what I think the like symbolic meaning, I, it's probably like he made sure the gun would be empty, so everyone was there that saw that they could all also report like, mm-hmm. "Yep, I saw Hiro Yui pull the trigger on Mari Mea." Yeah, like symbolically she's dead and she's probably just going under a different name now uh like and, being protected by lady Une because yeah, she's learned her like the better way to live but i think it was just symbolic yeah. like execution of who she was that's what i was thinking but also in my head i'm like well that bransom is like basically a war criminal i mean I don't know the specifics on what constitutes a war crime, but a literal child's probably on there if you know with a point blank shot to the head of a unarmed, you know, hey, combatant. Hey Cass. Yep. How many of these characters aren't war criminals? With that symbolic gesture, I'm like, okay, so he basically <laughs> has no choice but to like go into hiding. He could never you know, even if there was a quote unquote love story between him and Relina, that's definitely out of the cards now. Um I I don't, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. That was just, <laughs> like, yeah, I get you, but, like, all of these people are war criminals, you know? Is that the reason why I'm just saying, like, they made, like, a, like, he just, they made a big old, like, dramatic show of it is all I'm saying. Like, okay, yeah, sure, they're, they're war criminals and they've done some, some bad shit. It is war after all. But... It's just, yeah, it, it the big over-the-top symbolic gesture of the whole thing is the whole reason why I'm like, all right, well, was this all that necessary? I don't know. Uh, okay. So, yeah, all right. There's two endings to this, by the way. Because, like, believe it or not, 
Gundam Wing also has a manga because duh. Um, so there's two ways this ending can go. It's either him walking off in the distance in a starry background, you know, or walking through a crowded street. The original OVA was him in a starry background. For the special edition, they changed it to him walking through a crowded street. The end of the manga, he's Relina's bodyguard. <laughs> so basically, it doesn't matter. I mean, the whole just like walking away and becoming invisible and all that, so you know, whatever. I, I guess it's pretty, eh, I could take it or leave it. Honestly, like a part of me is just like he probably should have died at the end of this battle. Yeah, but it's also weird to say it's like, well, yeah, that fifteen-year-old should have totally just had his end, and that would have been that would have been like you know that would have completed it, you know. Like goddamn it, like of course you have to just live. Even though I'm the one that's like, how come, how come they didn't just kill that kid? (laughs) How come the scientists didn't kill Troa? Just, just kill the boy, kill them. It's just like what, what is going on? Honestly, like, after talking about this movie for as long as we have right now, I just, I don't know if I can really have any sort of connection to this movie. Like, it's just so, it does its purpose, and it does feel like a very long anime episode. Or it feels like basically what they do is condense an arc into just three acts, or three distinct moments, or, or chunks within a film, because again, it's just an OVA that was made into a movie. It's just... It felt like, yeah, it was, it was totally something like you guys, you guys finished Gundam Wing and was just like, it was a good way to end Gundam Wing. And then you added this at the end just for more to do. It almost feels like, like, did it actually wrap anything up? Like you do get to learn about the original purpose of, uh, Operation Meteor, which was crazy. It was insane, but it you know, and wouldn't have worked really, but like you got to finally learn it. But then really like it's just another situation of everything that just happened in Gundam Wing just shortened into just a hour and thirty minutes. With a with little, a little bit, bit of epilogue, epilogue. Which is it's and it's not even really like that like I didn't feel that relieved by it, you know? I wasn't just like, oh yes, I feel like everything's perfectly wrapped up. I was just like, this was Kind of just, I don't know. I felt frustrated by the end of it. I'd have to rewatch the show to see whether or not I thought the fights were more engaging or interesting. Uh, Because once they get in the Gundams, like, is there anything that could stop them? Like, they're getting shot at. No one ever has, like, a bullet hole or any actual damage. I think the only problem is, oh, shit, I'm out of ammo. Oh, no, it looks like we're going to die this time. But, like... They're being shot at. They have been being shot at the whole time. No one's showing any signs of damage. No one seems like they're actually in any trouble. Like, at a certain point, you just start using your fists and just be like, well, they're made of paper, so we can just crush them. I don't know. No one really felt like they were in trouble once they're in a Gundam. Or at least the main Gundam. It's kind of how it is. Like, Gundams are... Yeah, and I just don't know if the show... I don't know if the show felt like it had any more stakes. Like, to be honest, like, there's only a few Gundam series, like, I've watched where, like, the Gundam pilots actually kind of die. Like, Iron-Blooded Orphans has a situation where, like, that happens. Well, I feel if you have the name Orphan, someone's uh, dead by by, by yeah, nature Mobile of Suit it, right? Double O had a Gundam pilot actually die, but then they replaced him in the second season with an identical twin, so it was kind of like, are you really dead? <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Tex Marquis. <laughs> but with this movie, it's just like, no one of any, like, you didn't even sacrifice a character in this movie to, like, end this story. You were just like, I want to have another war story, but I still want everybody else to get a happy ending, except for that one guy that didn't get a happy ending. Like, that, that was it. Like, Zex is alive yeah. and is off on, like, a deep space mission, I guess. Uh, and him and Noin just get to, like, hook up and everything. Lady Une now gets to have a piece of trays with her as she raises her as her own child, I guess. Relina's sure. got political power, which I guess is for peace. For peace. Yeah, sure, because that's going to last long. Like it. At least a year, hopefully. We can beat our last record. We're going to have the clock that they point to. Like, how many days since it's war? Just like, by the end of it, it was like, this seemed like there was going to be real stakes involved, and then there were no real stakes involved. Yeah, Gundams are just invincible. Uh, uh, hands hands of hands of the powers that need to win. Oh, yeah, and Iron-Blooded Orphans is definitely like, when the Gundam is revealed in that show, it's an actual old mobile suit that they dig up. And, like, someone is just like, when a Gundam appears, they say that's when humanity is, has to prepare for a change. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Which makes you think it's just like, is it, I, I don't know. I don't that, have to get into that right now. Never mind. Cut that. That sounds like some kind of mysticism of the Gundams, which actually might work better for me than this. <laughs> I'm sure the show's no good or some shit, because everyone's got their strong opinions on which one sucks and which one's the best, and everyone agrees Thank that you. G Gundam's the best. Um. Like. <laughs> <laughs> And if you don't, you don't have taste, and that's fine. It's okay. We're not judging. It well, would be are. so great if we just get that one Gundam series where it's just like it's revealed that the Gundams are like eldritch creations by like a whole race of beings beyond like I mean, space yeah, and honestly, time. Yeah, honestly, if you gave it to if you gave me the synopsis, like, oh yeah, so like mystical beings that we are long since gone and or extinct or we know nothing about anymore, like drop these, and ever since they, every time they show up. It just fucks up everything. I'm like, that's a story. You know what? That's simple. I can get behind that shit. This is the Gundam Wars or some shit. Wait, isn't that basically what Evangelion is? I don't know. Someone has to read back the plot to me. No, I I can't do that. I feel too happy in my life. I don't want to say a bunch of bunch of sad energy. Um, robots, tenacious D. Anyways, um, hmm, is there anything we're missing out on? The music. Yeah, music was definitely the best part. Music of the movie. really good. I wish we would have had some of the music slaps so hard. I think the one that pops in my head, um, that I think of when I think of Gundam Wing is like, I think it's called Rhythm Emotion or something like that. It's a very dramatic '90s sounding title, but it fucking slaps. Like I. <laughs> I want our ending theme for this episode to be some, like, slapping Gundam music for a little bit. Tucker, put in some Gundam music. <laughs> oh, man. If G Gundam had a movie, you best know we had been watching that. Yeah, probably. I just want to see this one just because, uh, like I said, I want to see how well it held up. I only saw it as a kid. No, I I appreciate that we actually watched it because, like, I wanted, to, I wanted the same answer. Or not if it held up, if, like, Wing itself kind of hung up. Because, again, I'd never really seen this movie. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
Look, the Gundam toy anime is amazing. I just have to say that. If you have not seen Gundam Build Fighters and you build Gundam <laughs> models, go go watch Gundam Build Fighters. Yeah, it's what fun. are you doing? Turn off the podcast. Go watch that. Go. <laughs> Come on. Come on. All right. Plus, like, at least that show actually has a mystical uh, value to it. Um, because in Build Fighters, one of the plot points is... So, the main character is really good at building models, terrible at fighting. He meets someone who becomes his uh, pilot, basically, for his models and be his fighter. But he actually is traveling from a different world where he's the prince of that world. And, like, has his whole, like cross-traveling adventure where he's just like, yeah, I'm going to spend some time in Earth and then I'm going to go home for a little bit. Sounds, so I guess pretty, that's sorry. the mystical stuff. Sounds pretty would. carefree, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of chill. So, best Gundam in this movie. Look, I I know it doesn't make sense, but I feel like Quattro has to get some points because <laughs> somehow that coat survived re-entry. That, like, blanket-style cloak of just, like, brown woven material survived re-entry into the planet. It makes... Then burst apart at the perfect moment for dramatic effect as he pulls out his twin makes... scimitars. And I have to it respect no it. no fucking sense that if you put a fucking, uh... If you put a fucking piece of fabric over a robot, a mech, or an exosuit... <laughs> That it just makes it infinitely cooler. It doesn't. It serves no purpose. <laughs> it is pointless. No it is purpose. dumb. But it just looks fucking cool. <laughs> I remember like season two, I think, of Gundam Double O when you get reintroduced to one of the Gundams. Like one of its arms is missing and has been for a while. Half his face is kind of ripped apart with an eye that's a different color and is wearing one of those brown cloaks. You're like. Oh, you look so fucking I mean, rad right there now. There was that one fucking, uh, I don't remember, I don't play the series, but there was that one Halo game that they are like, hey, look, it's Master Chief, he's back, he's alive, and he's hanging on the desert, he's just wearing, like, this, like, fucking just brown fabric, like, poncho or whatever in the desert over his suit, and you're like, a bunch of people are, like, clowning on it, like, <laughs> why? What's the point of that? That does literally nothing, he's in an exosuit that, like, has its own cooling and everything, he doesn't need a poncho, I'm like... Because it looks fucking rad as shit. That's why. <laughs> look, sometimes we don't do things for utility. Sometimes we just do them because we want to look rad as shit. Sometimes okay? we give a Gundam feathers, and that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. Look, sometimes I want to think to myself that maybe God's angels are just Gundams. <laughs> They're just Gundams. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> I can't believe it. This episode, I did not and expect. And then the Archangel okay, Michael great. descended right. down with Gabriel, and they cast judgment on the world with a big fucking cannon. <laughs> <laughs> and it was only when Satan took the earth with Epion that the final battle was truly over. Sure, we thought we had Satan outnumbered, but we didn't know he had developed the zero system. <laughs> <laughs> and then out of nowhere, we didn't realize he was going to go for, like, a cross-generational approach. He brought out the Dark Gundam from G Gundam, and we just weren't ready for that. I have to, uh, I have to disagree. The scimitars got cut off <laughs> this week. Real, looks Make you look real weak. I get you. Also, I another one I want to give props to is uh, Heavy Arms. I really like what he Heavy Arms turns into later on. 
And I just think it's so powerful how it's just like, he just pulls up two, <laughs> like, double browning barrel, like, rifles, just going hard. Like, that's all he really does. Like, 40 rockets launch out of his chest and everything. I was like, that's a way to prove that you're a and war machine. And he don't got wings or the capability to fly, but, like, that's the most agile fucking Gundam I think I've seen. Well, in this series, at least, I should say. I think there's... Yeah, he was as... Also, you have to think about it, too, because, like, this Gundam system is, like, piloted by the controls within the cockpit, and he is working to the point to where this is a trapeze yeah, artist he's doing Gundam. goddamn circus moves in a robot, man. What about you? What's your favorite? Oh, Gundam? I'm basic. I'll probably just go with Wing Zero Custom or whatever, or uh, Gundam Wing Custom or whatever it's called. Wing Gundam. There you go. I got it right eventually. Uh, but I will give my runner-up to Tall Geese 2. It just, the style... Mm. <laughs> it's got it still gets the beam sword he gets his little gun and he gets a fucking rock and shield once again they're invincible there's no purpose for the shield <laughs> well i guess the shield was helpful because he was protecting um the lady it yeah yeah the only thing about the toggies too doesn't have its uh mohawk anymore yeah i do miss the look little fringe mohawk that thing that thing was once again pointless it was basically it just like stand the out. helmet of a Roman centurion. Yeah. It definitely gave it a distinct style that a lot of Gundams don't get. Well, so Kaz, me. did you like it? Um, yeah, I liked it all right. It was just okay. Um, nothing to write home about. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't incredible. I feel like you. I cannot really recommend this by itself if you didn't watch the show or didn't grow up with it. Or if you watch a show and you're like, eh, I don't know. Is this movie really going to turn around for me? Probably not. Um, but I grew up with it, so it's probably like a bit of a nostalgia. But I got to say, amongst the uh, amongst all the uh, Summer of Animation movies we've done, I think between this and last year, this has to be at the bottom. It's just okay, I guess. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's this, this, Aside from big robots, there's really nothing too exciting about it it's it's kind of a boilerplate story with the kind of characters that we're all familiar with within anime at this point like everyone knows the archetypes here yeah that's about it uh square in so so did so did you like it (laughs) i'm just gonna have to give it like an eh you know like that's my honest reaction to it like it's i don't hate it i don't particularly think this was like the a, a good movie to be honest like again it just feels episodic in nature it really doesn't add much to the plot of the original show it just is kind of a way to end it in a bigger way than just the original show and i don't think it even needed that because no matter what you argue like maramea story with Deckham Barton is nowhere near as compelling as Trey's Kushranada. Like, you're just not... Trey's was such a great villain because of some of the moments he had, and then, like, his ending against Wu Feng was was really good. Like, as you explained, like, him listing off people's names without, like... Like, he knows what he sacrificed for his war. Well, this ending was just kind of like 
a throwaway villain, a character that is being brainwashed and snapped out of it through a slap in the face and almost and the fear of death. And a bunch of just kind of like symbolic gestures that was just like, you guys already did that though at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Like you just wanted another way to bring these Gundams back out and it felt like just more of a way to sell toys. Yeah. Or Gundam models. Like, this was just a way to sell, like, because you know there's specific models now for Endless Waltz because you, these Gundams have a little bit more of a different redesign at the end of the you show. You gotta dude. get Rodimus Prime. All right, fuck you. You do need to get Rodimus, Rodimus Prime. Prime. That shit eats ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the way you worded that, though, um, does make me think, like, yeah, almost like Trey's was such a good a good villain that we had to have two characters to try to uh, to try to merge together to kind of equal his kind of uh, we have one person who's the figurehead for this political movement another who has the ideology and uh, and the ambition uh, and even putting them together to make one trays they fall short they just do like it's hard to follow up when you have such a like to be honest out of all the Gundam shows that I've watched, like, Trace Kushinata is probably one of the best villains they've come up with. Besides, like, you know, the original villain, Char, that everyone still goes crazy mm. over. Yeah. Like, it just... Like, even in G Gundam, I love G Gundam, but their villains are so memeable. It's just hilarious how, like, some of the dialogue is and some of the imagery in that movie. But with Wing, it's just so much more serious with its I villain. think that's the point, though. G Gundam's just fun. Even when, even when it's dramatic yeah, and serious, yeah. it's it's just fun. Yeah, but like what I'm trying to say is like throughout, even in the serious Gundam shows like Double O or Iron Blooded Orphans, I still think Trey's is the one that kind of stands out the most. Yeah. So to try to replace him with two characters that like just don't even get enough time to even try to, and the way you were going to write them too. They were not going to get anywhere close, even if you gave them a full 12 episode mm-hmm. arc. It just was. The point of like this film just seems unnecessary. Yeah. And that's just. That's that's the ending to it, I guess. Like. Not that it really should hold anything against it. Like, if you haven't seen this movie and you want to try Gundam Wing, you want to watch Endless Waltz, do it. Like, heck yeah. Give it a shot. You know, you're always going to have a different opinion. But to me, it just seems like this was an unnecessary. Yeah, I agree. I think. Come at me, nerds. Yeah, you can also come at me at surfsquareinternet.com. <laughs> 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 no, no, and and Gundam, and and know this: like Gundam Wing is like a fifty-episode show. What I mean by twelve-episode arc is like yeah most, to give like, these characters a proper arc shows, of their own yeah. to establish themselves would have been twelve uh, episodes. I mean, like twelve to like twenty-four, even like I just don't think it would have been there. Mm, just I think they could tell a compelling story, actually. But yeah, in a movie, you're trying to condense too much as well as give us backstory to the characters, which it feels like not enough. We don't get enough backstory if you're watching this by itself. It still just has to rely on the show. Uh, we don't get enough establishment for the bad guys to really feel invested or to think that they're as good or competent as maybe they wanted them to come off as. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's just how it is. But anyway, 
All right, Kaz, what do you got going on? Um, uh, so you, you can find uh, this podcast uh, live on Fridays at 10 o'clock Texas time at twitch.tv forward slash second respawn. That's the number two letters ND in the word respawn. There's no spaces or any kind of symbols there. Um, that's twitch.tv forward slash second respawn. Me and Bubs are going to be back on Returnal. I don't know that we're ever going to escape, which seems appropriate for that game. Um, that's fine. Jake Nan is doing Monster Hunter on Saturdays. I think this Saturday, the tomorrow might be a little bit shorter than the normally, because it normally goes for like fucking 50 hours. Um, not going to do that. Uh, God of War is probably going to be on Sunday. Fun stuff there. Uh, and we're back to Ace Attorney Chronicles, where... I think everyone is being racist at my character, but I'm getting numb to it because this happens all the time now. <laughs> so that's fun. Squared, what are you up to? <laughs> <laughs> um, right now, you know, I've got this podcast that if you enjoy listening to it, I, I ask that you share it with anyone you might think like would like it as well. We would appreciate it. Um, as terms of, uh, in terms of what else I have going on, uh, currently I still haven't figured out how to make streaming work on my PC again. It's still giving me issues. Uh, so for now, if you want to see some of the other work I do, you can, if you remember our guest at the beginning of the year, Queso Cactus, they have a, uh, YouTube channel that has some of my D&D campaigns on it as well for our flight team D&D program we run. So if you'd like to check those out and see, uh, what uh, the stories I bring and offer, uh, you can look forward to those D&D stories coming back in October, where we're going to be having a lot of fun. Um, and that's really about it. Like, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of just a boring person right now. And I hope you can, you can accept me for me. Now, unfortunately, I have to, you know, I always shout out our editor because our editor puts in Damn. a lot of work and we love him for it. I'm sorry that Fast and the Furious is just a masterpiece, but if you like uh, if you like the work he does for this podcast to make it seem more listenable and uh, proper, uh, you can find him on Twitter at Tucker Wins or uh, on Twitch when he can stream at Twitch.tv/Tucker underscore Wins, or you can look up his music on Spotify under Tucker Wins Stanley. Kaz, do you remember what the movie for next week is? Uh, I thought you changed it. Just kidding. <laughs> I did not. Uh, the movie for next week is going to be The Lord of the Rings from the 70s. Ah, yes, yes. The rotoscope animated film that was supposed to jumpstart like a kind of animated attempt at the Tolkien universe. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see that for the first I've time. I've never seen it. And so I've tune heard in next week things. for that. I've never seen it. I know nothing about okay. it. Okay. So I'm just going to buy it and hope I don't regret that purchase. Eh, if not, it'll be worth a fun conversation. All right. Sounds good. I'll be there. Should we just go off and commit war crimes? Yeah, you'll commit more crimes. Let's go. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Tucker, play us off with some <laughs> rad-ass gun <gunja> music. <laughs> <laughs>